Shane, I don't remember ever wishing you a happy birthday. <laughs> yeah, it says it all really, doesn't it? Shane's always the first person to wish me a happy birthday because he's in the future. Yeah, he's fucking cheating. How am I cheating if I'm five hours ahead? <laughs> I, exactly. That's the same. That's what I just said. It's called science. Mm. Called science. <laughs> just to wind you up, you know. I feel like shit today. Did we get hungover? Is it because um, you're an old fuck now, Mike? Maybe, maybe I just as soon as I hit thirty-five, I just I start feeling like shit every day now. <laughs> Hang on. Wait until you wait until you sleep wrong one time. Oh, wait until you get to forty, man. Wait until oh, so you get nah, to 40. I'm not gonna I'm gonna kill then, myself before I get to forty. Right. When you get to forty, you change your sheet on your bed and you end up pulling a muscle in your back and you can't move for days. Oh yeah, and then you can't even lay in that bed. You gotta lay on the couch because the bed's yeah. You gotta lay on the couch, or even worse, lay on the fucking floor. Well, did I tell you guys I messed up my shoulder at the last concert? Yes, you did. Right, it still uh, hurts. Too old to mosh, right? Yeah, and it hurts even more now. Welcome to age. So, I feel like I need to see a doctor soon. <laughs> yeah, Elisa hurt her shoulder like six months ago, and it has still not been resolved. <laughs> Like it's over, man. I told her. I said, "You're just you're done with that shoulder now." <laughs> How did she do it, Ryan? Did she punch you for some reason? Um, <clears throat> it was yeah, it was probably that. Franny, get your head out of the garbage. Maybe she was digging through the trash. I don't know. So we'll just resign to the fact that she she was punching you when she did her shoulder. I mean, it wouldn't be unusual. Well, kinky sex games can get out of hand. If you don't hit hard enough, how do you know if it's working? Exactly. I've heard that before. <laughs> all right. I have all my shit. Oh, let me just grab my cup of tea. Oh, no. My headphones are going weird. I keep losing my left ear. Shit. Do I got to get a new set of headphones? I'm going to get a new microphone soon. Uh-oh, it's the Bobbies. They're coming for Shane. <laughs> Jesus, it's like right outside my window. Oh, my God. <clears throat> I live in Indiana now, so I hear those sirens a lot. Indiana? Yeah. Indiana? When did that happen? I, I thought I told you guys I moved. I thought you told me you moved. I didn't know you moved out of uh, the Chicago area. No, it's it's white. The place I moved to is still a suburb of Chicago, but it's just in Indiana. It's kind of like Gary. They still consider Gary, Indiana, like a suburb of Chicago. Oh, so I'm actually I closer. Don't know these things. I'm closer to work now <laughs> than where when I was. So wait, you moved out of Illinois into a different state, but you're closer to Chicago. Yeah, it's like before, I would have to go through a certain like street and even if I hopped on the highway like I would have to go through a ton of traffic and since I moved here I'm like closer to the expressway well now I gotta look at a map of Chicago because how the fuck does this oh I see so I'm like yeah I'm coming from so yeah you're sort of like southeast yeah 
Gotcha. I'm glad we I got that. I, I guess I never realized how close Chicago was to uh, to Indiana. I'm literally like a mile away from East Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> like it's that close. Great. Now I'm gonna have to learn all these Midwest places. <laughs> Just because I moved, you have to oh, like do so all that now. <laughs> I, I, I was talking to some some people. Um, uh, where the hell were they from? I think they were from Minneapolis or something. And I was like, oh yeah, I don't know anything out in the Midwest. I was like, Wisconsin, <laughs> Milwaukee. <laughs> I don't know. They're talking about uh, beers. And I was like, oh, yeah, I know some like beers. Oh, no, it was Michigan. That's what they're talking about. And uh, I couldn't remember any ones, but I'm like, New Glarus is Wisconsin, right? And they're like, yeah. I go, yeah, I know that one. (laughs) (laughs) It's a completely wrong state. (laughs) (laughs) It was completely, completely wrong. (laughs) They're all mad at you. Oh, absolutely. Whatever, if I wouldn't be mad if somebody was like, oh, Connecticut, what's that, like Rhode Island? I'd be like, I don't know, basically, what's the fucking difference? Like five anything, miles. Anything in the Northeast there, I just remember, like Wayne's World, where they're like going through the, the cities. I think and... a more accurate depiction is in Dumb and Dumber, when they're in the middle of nowhere in Massachusetts. That's uh, at, Oh, no, it's in, it's in Rhode Island. They're in Cranston, Rhode Island. That's right. <laughs> That's pretty accurate. <laughs> Every time I think of Rhode Island, I just think of Family Guy. Yeah, yeah. And Minneapolis, I just think of the artist Prince. Or Fargo. Or oh, that... yeah. Is Fargo, Minnesota? That's Minnesota. Yeah. Right? I'm glad we were having this conversation about geography. I'm not. Geography was my worst subject. Well, I mean, you people in London don't really uh, know geography. I mean, what do you have to keep track of? There's like literally three cities in London. It's fine. (laughs) I don't even live in London. I live in Norwich. There's a difference. It's 200 miles away from fucking London. (laughs) Well, that's like, that's in American units. So 200 miles here is like across the pond for you, right? Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> All right, Gov. All right, Gov. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. I can see where this is going. Fuck you both. I'm off. <laughs> All right. I think we're ready to go. I think we've got wound up enough. <laughs> Welcome to All You Need Is Blood, the UHM Horror Podcast, with your hosts, Ryan, Shane, and Mike. And we are back, All You Need Is Blood, episode number 129. I'm your host, Ryan Tudelo. Joining me are my co-hosts, Mike Winnemore and Shane Smith. Mike, happy birthday. Thanks. I, I, I got it in there. 
You said you were going to sing. I was gonna, but Shane ruined it. <laughs> Listen, I don't want a DMCA takedown for my wonderful singing. Ooh, voice. that's true. That's scary. So welcome to the podcast, everybody, where we like to discuss horror movies, talk shit to each other, and various other nonsense, including, but not limited to music, movies, comics, games, whatever else happens to come up. We are the official podcast of UpcomingHorrorMovies.com. If you want to reach the podcast, our Gmail is allyouneedisbloodpod at gmail.com. The Facebook group, All You Need Is Blood. Instagram account, All You Need Is Blood Podcast. And if you're listening to us, it's on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify. Just type in All You Need Is Blood and subscribe. I don't know how we're still the official podcast for UHM. Because basically, I don't know. Should, Are we even on there? You should, gonna... should have sacked us off fucking ages ago because we've Let's ruined the name website. of UHM. Let's see. Here. Are we on the... Are we still on there? Uh, oh, right on the front page. Huh. There's a little widget with us on there. Ooh, where? Epi- episode 128. It's like uh, three quarters down. Oh, What'd yeah. You- latest podcast. There you go. Oh. Suckers. That's freaky. Oh, my God, guys. <laughs> we are back. It feels like forever, but it actually isn't that long on this one. No, it's only been a couple weeks. Last. Yeah. We're like almost on the ball for 2023. Oh now he's got to keep this up. Yeah, right. One podcast every six months and we'll we'll be ready. It will be better than last year. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> last year had a lot going on. Yeah. Last year was annoying. Hopefully we'll uh, we'll get some more good stuff in. Come up with some dumber ideas for podcasts. Well, we've got some good movies coming out this year, so hopefully we'll be able to catch them all. And we can yeah, we'll, we'll, them. we'll see about that, Shane. Yeah, I'm debating that about those fucking trailers you sent last night. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> there's only one that looks really bad. Oh, there's, only one that there's only one that I'm interested in talking about. The other one just looks like fucking shit. Yeah, a couple of them look okay. I don't know. I don't know, boys. <clears throat> So, let's see. Mike is now extremely old. I'm dying. I can't, I can't believe that the youngest member of our podcast is middle-aged. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't say that. What are you, 35 now, Mike? Yeah. Uh, what, when, what years are the middle-aged years? I don't know, man. I, I think you hit 35. That's it. What, 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 what's halfway after 35? I mean, you're talking 40, 70. <laughs> <laughs> I think when I'm 70, I'll still be uh, in some pits. If it's any consolation, if it's any consolation, I'm only 21 years away from 70 myself. Holy fuck. You've seen so much. <laughs> I'm 49 this year. The Hindenburg, oh. I mean. Hindenburg. <laughs> Titanic. Kane survived Titanic. the Holocaust. <laughs> Hiroshima. Um, yeah. Shane launched a bomb in Hiroshima. Yeah, speaking oh, no. of, I just Hiroshima my toilet. So, yeah, that's all good. Yesterday, I shit in a um, Panera bread. And man, I fucking I fucked that bathroom. Boy, they are making those they are making those loaf bowls worse and worse. 
Well, I wasn't I, there for food. Uh, I thought you meant like you shit in a bread. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was at a half price books and their uh, bathroom was locked. So I had to walk over to uh, Panera Bread. Mm. It, uh, does Panera have better bathrooms than half price books? Well, it was locked. Oh, the half I price see. books one. And I had to go. So. Happy birthday. (laughs) 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 Oh, my God. I Uh, love it. My feet are sweating. Gross. My buddy bought me um, a foot massager for my birthday. What are those, like, water bath ones? No, it's like a... I put both my feet on it, and it has, like... Massaging things, and then I mm. press a button, and it, it causes heat as well. <laughs> yeah, you need it. I... Yeah. I don't know. My feet are never that bad. If it's any consolation, like you're only four years away from a midlife crisis. I hit that a while ago. Uh, I know. <laughs> I still haven't left my uh, childhood, so... Well, if it's, well, I I I had my midlife crisis and got half sleeve tattooed. So yeah, I told you guys I'm, I scheduled my next my next tattoo appointment, right? No, oh. I'll, I'll leave remember, that. Maybe I'll leave that for when uh, Ryan asks me what I've been up to. Yeah, we're, we're, okay. Let's save it for that. So, Mike, what have you been up to? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you asked. I, I scheduled my next. <laughs> tattoo appointment and i am getting i'm finishing my sleeve my arm with uh shane did you just fart no uh it may have been a weird noise i was coughing and uh i I had my my mute button on so maybe i came back halfway through Mm. Uh, yeah (laughs) anyway (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm getting a so I have the thing uh, like cover on my left arm, and I'm getting I'm finishing up my uh, sci-fi arm. So I'm getting uh, Hal nine thousand from two thousand one A Space Odyssey on my hand, which my buddy isn't really excited about. What like in the back of your hand? Yeah. yeah. All right, that's gonna and be- then and then it's gonna go up, and I'm gonna involve uh, Predator. Alien, mm-hmm. um, 2001 Space Odyssey, what else? Uh, the Moon from A Trip to the Moon. Um, the Moon from MST3K, along with oh, the bot. love it. And then um, some other shit, I think. I forgot what else is going in there. She's drawing it up now. But all the negative space is going to be like space and stars and shit. And then I told her specifically... I'm like, you need to add in the little chest burster from um, Spaceballs oh, with yeah. the hat. Yeah. Oh, with the little dancing one? Yeah. So that's March 3rd is my first appointment. Now, are you and getting all of that? I mean, obviously, it's going to be many appointments. But are they doing it yeah. in one file swoop? Like, she's designing the whole thing? Yeah, she's designing the whole thing. And um, the, the first session is going to be like six hours. She said she can get like a six by six done in that amount of time. Wow. So unless they do all the outlines for everything and then they color it in later on at a certain point because that's what they yeah. do. Yeah. 
It's gonna be it's gonna be very expensive and a lot of uh, sessions, but I'm mm. I'm all yeah, for I it. When I, got, when I got my Pennywise done, they did um she Annie did it all in um, one session. She we had a five hour session. She did the whole thing in five hours, and then when we did the Eric Draven, that was another six. That was another five hours, and then all the stuff around it we did over a period of time. Um, so we added the the script from it and the sailboat with the SS Georgie, and we had a Georgie on the back of my arm. Uh, what was um, that noise? Somebody farted. I farted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Then, it was very flaccid. My... <laughs> yeah. No, please go on, Shane. Yeah, and then we added crows and the script at the top of my arm as well, and uh, we had Gabriel the cat in the window frame from the crow, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's now, gonna when, be. Uh, when, you're, when you're getting a big long session like that done, what are you doing while they're tattooing? Do you get to like watch a movie or something? And bring your phone. I mean, you could listen to music. She told me she's gonna have her headphones on to concentrate, so I'm gonna bring my headphones and. Uh, Pretend like the pain doesn't exist. Ah, yeah, it's the only thing you can do. Pretend the pain doesn't exist. Yeah, you probably don't want to be like watching something distracting that they're going to be watching. Although, too. recommendation, Mike. I was told this, and it actually does work. Take a couple of painkillers beforehand, and it takes the edge off the pain. That doesn't affect like the bleeding or anything. No, I'll have to look into that. Yeah, just take a couple of painkillers before you go in. It does take the edge off. Right, they say you're not supposed to, like, drink, because if you're drunk, your blood no, is really thin, right? Yeah. yeah. Really thin. I'll have to look If you smoke, although I didn't have any problems while I was, um, because I was a smoker when I happened to have these done. I've not smoked for almost a year now, so um, <clears throat> having, when I got my tattoo done, I used to smoke, and we were taking smoke breaks, um, like every hour or so. That's awful. Uh, yeah, I know, but um, we got the work done. You know, it was just, and for, I think for me, because I hadn't had a tattoo for so long, because um, the last tattoo I got, before I got Pennywise, the last tattoo I had was in 1993. So top, um, tattoo stuff, tattoo machines and what have you have come a long way since then. So it was all completely new to me. Well, they um, did it when you were around back then. They did it with a stick and some ink, right? <laughs> and a, no, they like a, used a single needle. They actually used a single needle. Clap, 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 clap. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, I forget. Did you ask what I'm up to or what Shane was up to? Yeah, I we did are. ask what you were up to, Mike. Shane. <laughs> we started talking about tattoos, damn it. <laughs> Actually, Mike, I, this was this is our new segment, Tattoo Time. Oh, okay. I, I'll, I'm down with that. <laughs> so, anything else other than scheduling your tattoo and uh, and your and your body completely disintegrating <clears throat> from age? Well, something that's kind of interesting is that um, so my buddy for Christmas got me. He's trying to get me the thing on every media platform. Um, so I have the thing on VHS, Beta. Laserdisc, 4K and Blu-ray. I'm missing my DVD, but whatever. Um, 
And so for Christmas, he got me a CED of the thing. Yes, that's awesome. So, <clears throat> so for my birthday, he got me a VHD of the thing. What a VHD, a digital VHS? No, this is the Japanese version of the CED. Oh, but it has their own platform, and it's all like in Japanese. And you need an actual VHD player. I'm like, how the fuck did you find this? And it's I never cool heard shit. that. That's awesome. I don't think anybody has. I think that's the only one they made, probably. Yeah, and I own a bunch of dumb media shit. And uh, yeah, that's impressive. Yeah, so he <laughs> got me that. What? Yeah, I was going to say, look at all that evil dead stuff you got, Ryan. I know. Yeah. I, I def. I don't. I was very jealous when Mike uh, sent me that picture of the CED, which, for people who don't know, it's kind of like a laser disc, but I think RCA made them, and they're like these huge. The disc is inside a plastic cartridge, and it's the it's a plastic cartridge the size of a record that you yeah. like insert into this device. It's awesome. So it looks like a giant floppy disk. I'm very jealous. That that is yeah, very. Yeah, cool. they did like um, mini discs, if you remember, in the early no, 2000s. no, 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 no. These are fucking huge. Yeah, I know. That's the same thing, but it's like mini discs. They had a disc. They were a disc inside a plastic case. Oh uh, yes. That yes. you played and recorded stuff onto. Right. So um, there was. There's. I don't even know if it's on there, Mike. I haven't looked this up, but I know I located a copy of Evil Dead on it. Is oh, that's on, awesome. The, uh, not on that, but on the uh, the PSP, they released Evil Dead on the PSP. One of those. You know, Val brought that up last night with me. She's like, I wonder if the thing's on PSP. That's, that's <laughs> like, what well, I was getting at. Is it on there? I don't know. I haven't looked up, I haven't looked into it. And um, my buddy also got me a shirt. And all it's, it's a black shirt. And all it says on it is, remember when Robocop shot that guy in the dick? Oh, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great shirt. <laughs> I do remember um, that. <laughs> and other than that, I've just been working, drinking uh, some new beers. Um, I went to the Three Floyds Brewery a couple days ago just to pick up a uh, order. And my my refrigerator is more beer than food. Attaboy. And I've been uh, playing Lego Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Skywalker Saga, and that's been great. And uh, I just got Hogwarts Legacy in. And I'm playing that too. And Ugh, I am so sick of hearing about that game. I hear it's fun. It's made by Avalanche, who also did Mad Max, and I love that Mad Max game. I, I, can, I can tell you one thing. I absolutely do not give a flying fuck about Harry Potter. So Neither do I. I. <laughs> I'm just like, I oh, don't hang care. On. I find... The Fog UMD Mini for PSP. Now I Shane's going to start collecting. I know. Shane's going to start collecting PSP Shit, movies. It's as well. It, now you got to buy a fucking a PSP to watch it on. That's my <laughs> one downfall, Mike. I have the Evil Dead uh, PSP, but I don't have a PSP to watch it on. That's awesome. Like, what am I going to do with this? I still got to get the um, the thing for PS2 or Xbox. I have an Xbox version. I know that. It's somewhere. But yeah, that's that's pretty much all I've, uh, I've been up to. I've been taking really big shits lately, too. 
Great. It's probably all that beer, beer and fiber. That'll do it. Okay, I'm going to – never mind. I'm not going to ask you guys. That's – I was going to ask you guys a, a question that during, like, my birthday lunch yesterday, I asked my friends, and they all looked at me funny. Hang on. I'll just find the thing Windows XP 2002 for six months. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, that's got to be the game, right? I think it is. Windows XP, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Six hundred five pence. PC. Oh yeah, that's that's the game. That's the Xbox game. Yep. Um, the thing Windows PC CD ROM five ninety five. Have you got that, Mike? What? Have you got it? Got what? The thing Windows XP. Oh no, I gotta buy that. Um, well, get on it, Mike. Link. Jesus. So Shane, other than looking up copies of the thing for Mike to buy, what uh, what have you been doing recently? I have been watching movies. I have been buying CDs. I have been buying new shoes and boots and shit. Um, I finally um, got my mother's headstone put on her grave this week. Um, it was... I think that's the biggest news for me, really. That's the only thing that really matters. I've got that done. It's, you know, between me, my niece, and two of my nephews, we got that paid off last November, and it's took, taken a few weeks to get that done. So um, that's all good. But CD-wise, I bought the soundtrack for some kind of wonderful, um, The Cramps Off The Bone, Beautiful Creatures by Nick Cave, PJ Harvey, <coughs> to bring you my love. Susie and the Banshees, Kaleidoscope, Pearl Jam, No Code, and Gigaton, and a couple of CDs by All About Eve, Ultraviolet, and Touched by Jesus. Um, Ultraviolet being rarer than rocking horse droppings because it was apparently very fucking expensive. Um, and I ended up paying £18 for it secondhand um, because it's that rare. Movie-wise, um, I picked up the two movies that I'm going to talk about today, um, Eight for Silver and Pray for the Devil, um, which uh, was quite entertaining. I spent £50 on a new pair of boots, which are very comfortable um, and worth it because they fit my feet nicely. They don't uh, rub against my toes or anything. I've not had any blisters with them, which is great. Which is something very important when you get older in age, as you yes. explain to Mike. Yes, this is this yeah. is true. Um, I've got a couple <clears> of <throat> shirts and Pearl Jam shirts through the mail. Um, and that's about it. Ziggy has been um, surprisingly uh, subdued this week. He's been he's sleeping currently, um, which is good. I... Uh, I'm surprised that he hasn't tried to kill me yet um, this week, which um, isn't a bad thing. But that's about it. You know, I've um, been planning on going to the cinema, but there's nothing I want to watch. There's literally nothing interesting on at the cinema at the moment. Um, uh, Titanic 3D. Oh, fuck that shit. The only good, part, the only good point about fucking Titanic was when the fucking... Uh, the ship hit the iceberg. 
So my, my, my sister-in-law calls me yesterday and she says, oh, Ryan, I have a movie question for you. And she goes, if I go to a 3D movie, do I have to wear the 3D glasses? <laughs> and I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure you do, because otherwise it'll be blurry and you won't be able to see shit right. And she goes, oh, I was going to take the girls to go see Titanic 3D, but I hate 3D movies. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> and then I go. I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, that's got to be the worst fucking movie to 3D. It's like three and a half hours long, and what action is in the movie? The, like, two minutes of the ship sinking, and then the rest is fucking people talking and and steamy uh, steamy cars. Like, what there's, the guy, there's the guy hitting the propeller as he falls down and does that nice little pirouette. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> and then you got... Although- Although Frozen I will say it would have been funnier if instead of a CGI guy falling, they threw a dummy and had a dummy hit the propeller. <laughs> Filled with fake blood. You just see his arms <laughs> flailing. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I just thought about that. and I'm like, oh my god, yeah, sitting there for that long... Um, Watching that would definitely be an awful experience, but it was bad enough when I saw fucking Avatar in 3D. Jesus H Christ! So Avatar in 3D is like the only movie I've seen in 3D where the 3D was worth it. Yeah, yeah agreed. It was really fucking good for 3D, but that's like the last 3D movie I ever saw. And I'm not seeing that new one either. I don't care no. if it made a trillion dollars. No, I I actually I don't know anyone that has seen it, so I don't know how it made all this money. <laughs> you know a lot of people. I know, I know pretty much everybody, too. Surprising, actually. I don't know. Fuck it. Hey, so, Ryan, what have you been up to? Yeah. Uh, Shane, you had mentioned music, and I actually picked up some uh, some music that I had previously owned and lost. I got the, uh, the Crow and the Crow City of Angels soundtrack on cassette. Good call. Good call. So I was rocking out to those as I was cooking this week. Um, and like it, it, both of them are so good. The first one, especially the soundtrack, it's oh, yeah. just like every single song is just perfect. It's so awesome. I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask you something about the Crow 2 City of Angels soundtrack, actually. Um, the filter song, Jurassic I've not listened to it for a while. Okay. But it's got that um, really impressive tribal drum beat throughout the entire song. Okay. Um, do you think it sounds a little bit like Hangman hey Nice Shot? Um, I mean, in in that that it's filter. Uh, I mean, no, I'm talking about like the sound of it, like how it, so... the break the breakdown. I can tell you this much, Shane: uh, the quality of a cassette really brings out um the the uh the dullness <laughs> that's possible in every music as oh, yeah. both the, both the highs and lows are muted uh on a cassette so no i mean yeah it sounds a little bit like it but uh I, when i was listening to it because you know I'm, I'm not sitting there reading the back of the cassette case uh i don't know which song is coming up next when it came on i didn't think it was hey man nice shot but i was like oh yeah, yeah. this is filter and then you've got the Rob Zombie White Zombie tune. Um, I'm your uh, cover of Katie in the Sunshine Band's "I'm Your Boogeyman." 
Yeah, I always love that one. Yeah, that was a good one. That was funky. After after listening to that, I was going around the house singing it and abusing the animals. <laughs> I feel sorry for the fucking animals. Jesus Christ. <laughs> they loved it. Right yeah, I'm, I'm sure they didn't, but yeah. So yeah, that uh, that was good. Um, I mean, I don't know if I this was if I mentioned this uh, prior on the last episode because I don't remember when that was, <clears throat> but I uh, played and beat the 2018 God of War game. Um, How was which that? Was excellent, one of the best um, story games uh, that I've played in a long time. And uh, I don't have any kids, obviously, but um, man. If this is what being a father's like, that's like, it's just heart-wrenching, you know, to take a character like Kratos and, like, make him so vulnerable. Oh, it's so good. Such a good game. That was awesome. And I look forward to them bringing out uh, Ragnarok onto PC sometime, hopefully. Uh, I also got and beat uh, Hades, finally. Oh! Uh, Yeah, I'd been meaning to play it last year. Uh, So I went through it, beat it a couple times. Because it's, you know, one of those games you have to go through a few times. And then I said to myself, all right, how many more times am I going to fucking play this game? (laughs) Like, it's one of those, like, never-ending games. You know, you just keep going through and through and through. And I was like, all right, I got to move on to something else. So now I'm going to stop myself from playing Hades and go to something else. The Um, end game is very um, broad. No, what do you mean the end game? The for Hades, like there's so many side quests, oh, and like yeah. then they added like this like badge system, where you get, and it's like insane how many hours you'd have to put in to truly unlock everything. Yeah, and they uh, yeah. they just announced the sequel to that actually too. I saw that trailer, the sequel for Hades, which looks it's pretty. It's gonna good. be like some uh, girl you can be. It's like Hades' daughter, I think. Right? I think so. I don't know. I I'm don't not know. really up to I'll date on that trailer again. Yeah, so that was good. I really enjoyed it. But uh, again, like I said, it's like, yeah, I could keep playing this until the end of time, but I have so many other fucking games. I should probably just play something else. You know, like I got the taste of it. I really like it. But let's move on here. So that was good. Um, and then what else? Oh, last night I watched uh, the Black Panther Wakanda Forever movie. I still haven't watched that yet. Yeah, I'll just say it's not as good as the first one. Yeah, um, that's what I've been hearing. Bit of a letdown, which is upsetting because I love so many of the Marvel movies. And yeah. since Endgame, none of them have been really good. Other than like that Spider-Man movie, which I liked. The one with all the Spider-Man. Yeah, that was a good movie. So, yeah, the, those Avengers movies, like Endgame and um, Infinity War. Infinity War is probably my favorite fucking Marvel movie. It's so yeah, I love it. And uh, after Endgame, I was I really don't give a shit. <laughs> uh, I mean, they they blew their loads so hard that just like coming back after that, I don't know what it it, it just hasn't been great. Like nothing's been exciting. I don't know the, the the characters that they brought in like aren't that good, and even stuff that I love like. Like they had like that Moon Knight show. I fucking love Moon Knight as a character. The show was so weak. It's like, come on, guys, what the fuck? You even got something that I actually love outside of this, and I'm having you're having a hard time pulling me in. And I'm a big See, fucking I, nerd. I enjoyed Hawkeye. I thought that was good fun. 
Um, yeah, it was okay. I mean, I've not even okay. seen. I've not even seen Moon Knight. I've not seen it. Um, I really enjoyed um, Doctor Strange too. Yeah, that was all right. I like that. Yeah, I um, still haven't seen that, but I've been reading too. But um, yeah, it's fine. It's you know because you got it's, a, um, it's a, a pretty good Sam Raimi movie. Yeah, you've got um, the new Ant Man out next week. I know. I just can't get. Oh yeah, they're introducing their movies. big uh, their big villain. Well, he was Who's already that? introduced, Mike, if you'd watched Loki. I did not. Oh. <laughs> Spoilers for Loki. Yeah, Loki. I enjoyed Loki. That was funny. Well, it's kind of like their um, Star Wars, Disney's like Star Wars shows. Like Val and I have been watching Andor, and like, that's really fucking good. Is it? <clears throat> it's awesome. It's great. It's just like The Mandalorian. Oh, okay. Well, I love The Mandalorian. But, like, because I love, um, what's that movie? Rogue One. I loved Rogue One. I think that's, like, one of the best modern-day Star Wars movies. Um, and Andor, I think, is, a, like, a prequel to Rogue One, because it's that same main character. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so, it, I definitely watch Andor. But then I heard, like, um, the book of Boba Fett wasn't good, and then I heard the Obi Wan show wasn't that good. So it's like it's it's like hit or miss. The Obi Wan show is so <laughs> it fluctuates between awesome and awful, like so hard. It goes <laughs> like there are scenes that are like a two out of ten, and then stuff that's like ten out of ten. It's both. It's both terrible and excellent, which makes it <laughs> mediocre. <laughs> yeah, but I do I do love that huge swing because. You can both watch it and hate watch it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You're like, wow, this is so awful. I can't believe they made this. And then you're like, wow, this is so awesome. I can't believe the same people made this. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great mix. Yeah. I don't know. So, yeah, that's basically what I've been getting into. Uh, I've been getting some decent gaming in, which is unusual for me. I, You know, as you get old, you just... The time for games just doesn't happen. Actually, you know what was really cool? Um, and I don't know if you knew this, Mike. The So I had gotten Hades. I had it in my Steam library for God knows how long. I picked it up during one of those sales, you know, and it, it sits in your library staring at you for forever. Yeah. So I was playing it, and then I was like, oh, man, you know what? I would love to play this type of game, like, sitting on the couch, you know, like... I don't it, like a handheld type game. Like I don't have to, it doesn't, I don't need to be sitting in front of my computer desk and all that. And I yeah. Like, I think it's on the switch. I, so I looked, it's on switch. I go, Oh shit. All right. I'm going to pick it up on switch. What the hell? It's like 30 bucks. I'll, I'll just, I'll just get it. No big deal. So I buy it on switch and now I get sit on the couch and play it while Elisa's, you know, actually doing work or something on her laptop. And I can act like we're both together in the same room. And, uh, <laughs> So you load it up and it said it pops up and goes, Oh, do you want to link with your Steam account? And That's I go, awesome. Oh, yes. So now anything that I play on the Switch Hades or the Steam Hades, they talk back and forth to each other. And the best part, Mike, so I'm, I played most of it on the Switch, right? Because I'm, like I said, I'm sitting on the couch doing all this shit on the Switch, do all that. And the Switch doesn't have trophies. But as soon as I logged into my Steam account, 
boop, 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 boop. I got like 15 trophies dumped into it. I'm like, yes. That's awesome. <laughs> if you actually, if you like Hades, did you, you've heard me talk about Dead Cells, right? Dead Cells, yes. And I think that is in my Steam account. That's, that's another one worth getting. And it came out so many years ago. And like they still update it and shit. It's it's one of my favorite games, and it's just like Hades. Oh no, I gotta look. I don't want to open my Steam account now. I'll do it later. Yeah, I think I might actually own that again. One of those ones in my list. Maybe I'll put it on there. So, all right, boys, <clears throat> let's um, let's move forward on the actual podcast with whatever we were supposed to be talking about. Uh, I guess we got some news stories to cover. News. So, uh, first up, uh, we got some trailers to go over here. Um, the first was Subspecies 5, Blood Rise. Uh, so the trailer for this came out, and it's, uh, again, Ted Nicolau directing it, who directed all the other Subspecies uh, movies. Uh, Anders Hove returns as Radu, the main character from all the other movies. Uh, it's got Kevin Spiritus coming back again and uh, Denise Duff, who was in the other films as well. And I cannot believe I'm going to say this, but a fucking full moon sequel movie in 2023 actually looks decent. Yeah, <laughs> I am shocked. Absolutely shocked and delighted because is this not the best full moon series? I've really only I've seen the first one a bunch of times. I I saw two and three, but I don't remember them. But they're all like, oh, that wasn't bad. Like you watch it and you go, yeah. that wasn't that bad. It was pretty pretty good, which is like the highest praise you could give a full moon movie. Well, the first one was it was full moon, but wasn't it like before they went to full moon? Like it was called something else. Oh, when it was. Um... Oh, what the fuck? Uh, what When they made Reanimator? Oh, what the hell's the name of that company? Shit, I can't believe I'm blanking on it. I but it was like they're about. more... It was like they're more serious shit. And then when they went to Full Moon, it's like, here's Ginger Dead Man. <laughs> Versus Evil Bong. <laughs> yeah. So I think... Uh, that's why I think Subspecies are so good. I'm surprised that it actually lasted in quality. I mean, the prequel looks, I mean, pretty cool, too. I, I like it. I like that they have the original cast. And like, yeah, obviously the main guy, Anders Hove, is like, I don't know, in his 60s at some point. He's probably as old as uh, myself or Shane. But um, it, it, sort of, it, it sort of makes sense because he's like a vampire and you don't know when he became a vampire, you know? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it, it, it looks like this might actually work. What I'm really scared about is, is this just going to be odd full moon streaming and well, I have to sign up for full moon streaming again. <laughs> when it comes to the subspecies movies, I think I only ever saw the first two. I think I just avoided the rest of them because I just thought they looked kind of dreadful. Um, they're, they're not that bad. Like they're okay. Uh, they're, they're vampire movies and you know, yeah. low budget, but I, th I always thought they were decent. The first oh, I mean, one really pushed the boundaries when it came out. Because wasn't it like the first movie ever filmed in Romania? Or the first horror movie filmed in Romania? Yeah, it was something like that. And I remember talking to, uh, what's his face, uh, Jeffrey Combs about 
full moon movies uh, filmed in like Romania and, uh, and Italy and stuff. Because I think that was the same castle that they filmed Castle Freak in. And he was in that. Uh, another project that um, Charles Band was involved in. Yeah. And he was he was telling stories about how it was all like a tax write-off and nobody actually paid for anything and it was really sketchy. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey Combs is so cool to me. <laughs> so yeah, I think you're right though, Mike. It was like a big the big deal that it was being filmed in Romania, like on location, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, I mean this one is I mean, as cheesy as it looks, it doesn't look too bad. I mean the story itself could be interesting to watch but um you'll have to let me know on that one because obviously you guys will watch it before i do i i like that that that's like the quote that it should have like on the cover it doesn't look too bad (laughs) (laughs) another shane quote on a movie like my resident evil one it fucking sucks (laughs) that's right i forgot i made that (laughs) we put it on the poster (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Oh man! I, All right. I took that. And I posted that on fucking Instagram and Facebook, and that, <laughs> got, that got a lot of likes. It was quite funny. Uh, all right, <laughs> and some and some other news. Um, so, uh, Winnie the Pooh: Blood and Honey. We've talked about this. Is coming out, and a, a special edition Blu-ray from Umbrella Entertainment has been announced. I think they're out of Australia. I've ordered from Umbrella a few times, and they're fucking awesome. So this one's got, like, it's got a fancy cover. It's got lobby cards. It's got a poster. It's, like, outer case. And it's just, like, awesome-looking set for a movie that cannot be good. (laughs) It looks fucking dreadful. It looks (laughs) awful. And so in... I don't know if they're doing, like, a monthly release type thing that, like, every you know, movie uh, uh, distribution place does now. But they're also re-releasing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in Stinko Vision. And it's going to come with scratch and sniff stickers so you can smell what the turtles are smelling throughout the movie. (laughs) That's so fucking cool. I, I love it. They almost got me to order. I had it in my cart and I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, what am I doing? (laughs) This is real money to spend on this. When they announced uh, those two, they also announced uh, the tunnel. Um, I did see that. I didn't read the tunnel. What's that one about? So the tunnel is a, my buddy and I have been talking about the tunnel since it came out. So the tunnel, I think was originally made in 2011 and it was crowdfunded. And it's like ever, I don't really remember it. But my buddy absolutely fucking loves it. So back in the day, it was only available on their website. You could, you could download it, I think, for free. So I downloaded it, and or I just pirated it. I don't really remember. But I, I downloaded it, and I burned it onto a DVD that he's always just kept <laughs> because there's no physical release of it. Mm-hmm. So Umbrella announced a physical like collector's edition for it. And it's a found footage flick, and I when I originally watched it, I loved it. It was awesome, but I haven't watched it but that's another big release coming from Umbrella. And their shit usually sells out. Okay, so, so just if, to let you know on this one also, the, um, not documentary, but the the, the Weird Al Yankovic life pick. 
was <laughs> yeah. is, uh, the same thing as being released, Mike. And it, yeah. its release comes with a free button-down shirt <laughs> full of yeah. Weird Al Yankovic's face and dumb <sighs> shit all over it. <laughs> I sent that to my buddy because he's a big Weird Al Yankovic fan. I'm like, dude, this will sell out. And it's he was $100. like, oh, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, they did a Terrifier God. 2 uh, collector's edition for 100 bucks, and that sold out, too. Oh, my God, dude. Like, what the fuck? I got to stop buying this shit. I know, man. <laughs> I'm looking at it. I'm like, this is money. This is real money. <laughs> yes, you have your Stinko Vision in your card. <laughs> <laughs> Ninja Turtles with Stinko Vision. $29. So I can scratch and sniff a Ninja Turtles movie. So it could sit on your shelf and you never scratch or sniff. <laughs> I know. Well, I don't want to ruin the sniffing, Mike. What if it what if it goes away? <laughs> what do you do if you're watching it with other people? Do you like hand them the card and go, here you go? <laughs> sure, take a hit of this. Here, smell this. No, 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 no. It's it's the other one now. We're on the pizza scene. <laughs> this is so stupid. All right. What else do I got here? Oh, I had a couple of the trailers, boys. The um, So they're making another version of uh, The Boogeyman, which is a short story by Stephen King. I think it's been adapted a couple times, maybe once for TV and like a uh, part of a anthology series. I, I don't remember. Uh, it's unrelated to the Uli Lomel uh, Boogeyman, which was in the 1980s, uh, which is more of a slasher movie. This one is about the monster, you know, under the bed or in the closet uh, that's like eating, eating children. Um, did you guys happen to watch this trailer? I did, and I will say it looks interesting. Yeah, I mean, I'm down for it. Yeah, it could be pretty good. Uh, from what I remember, the short story isn't much of a, you know, it's like in a collection of Stephen King stories, and I don't even remember it standing out, but... Uh, Apparently, some people are very, very amped about this one. Uh, I think it could be okay, but it also sort of looks kind of generic to me. Um, and doesn't really have that like Stephen King flair. So this one was co-written and directed by the guys who did the uh, is the Duffer Brothers from who did Stranger Things. Um, so this one has my attention because, in in my opinion, I mean. They've done some really fucking good stuff, and I really like their work. So I'm kind of looking forward to this one. And if anybody's what? capable of, of taking, you know, something that should be two hours long and stretching it out to the length of 14 hours, it's the Duffer Brothers. <laughs> like the last season of Stranger Things. Yeah, man, the last <laughs> season of Stranger Things is fucking awesome. So, uh, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I don't know. I don't. I'll watch it, but I'm not gonna be searching this out. But uh, talking, also... of strange, talking of Stephen King, um, apparently Salem's Lot is coming out on April 21st. And this is a remake. This is the first movie adaptation of the original novel. Oh, the TV right. series, because yeah, oh, the two TV series didn't count as yeah. movies. Yeah, shot no. that. Right up your arse, Shane. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm impressed that you actually said arse right. Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> that's a, that's a British, that British term. Yeah. I didn't think you would know what I was saying had I not. I knew. I knew what you were saying. You shove it right up your arse. Yeah, that's um, 
that's about right because let's face it i mean although the toby hooper version of salem's lot was good it literally had fuck all to do with the original story um and the version what, that came what out are in you the talking OT- about they changed everything toby hooper changed everything have you i mean when was the last time you read the book i don't know 20 Ooh. years ago yeah. he's calling you out yeah I'm i remember out, i remember the things in it happening yeah, but there were certain things because he turns everybody in the town into vampires. Where in the in the TV movie, there's only a few people that get turned. Yeah, well, maybe, Ryan. Maybe you should watch the Rob Lowe version that we covered. I have. It's fucking awful. <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> the Rob like, Lowe. Sam, who we had on from Maybe Movies, where he lent he loaned me the video, uh, the DVD years ago. He went, oh, I think you'll like this. You'll be quite surprised. And I handed it back to him, and I went, there was a pile of shit. What the fuck is this? <clears throat> the vampire the new one. crap with the flickering fucking like TV. Oh, no, the TV's on the blink. No, it's just a vampire appearing. You know, that looked fucking shit. Rob Lowe was crap. Um, the film itself just looked awful. The new one, I have uh-huh, not You said film, about. I got you. <laughs> what? You said film, I got you. And? And you I'm said it wasn't about... a film. It was a TV show. No, I'm talking about the original one by Toby Hooper was, was a TV show made for TV. And what was the, the, what was one, the Rob Lowe one? It was a film. <laughs> I think that was also made for TV, Shane. Yeah, it was. I got him. I don't give a fuck. But this, I'm looking forward <laughs> to seeing the trailer. Because you've got William, William Sadler is playing Marlowe. So, I do, I do like that. That is awesome. Yeah, he, I the mean, new one I haven't heard anything about. Is it like a big release or? Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's the it was who's it? Oh fuck, who's in it? Well, you just said William Sadler. That's all I need. Yeah, hang on. I'm sold. Right. <laughs> I, right. Shane's getting out his newspaper. <laughs> I read an article. <laughs> oh my god! My mom hands me the newspaper sometimes and goes, "Oh, you got to read this." And I'm like, "Oh, what, what is?" This? You just wince. You're like, "Ugh." <laughs> <laughs> Did you read this in the paper? She'll say. I'm like, "No." There's still a paper. Uh, yeah, I can't believe it. Don't worry, it's not coming up. Coming up on them. Um... All right. Well, while Shane looks that up, uh, we, <laughs> I don't think you watched this, Mike, but I had sent a, a short clip <clears throat> of a film called uh, "Kill Her Goats," oh. um, which was it looks like it might be the worst slasher to come out this year. It looks <laughs> based on this clip. The acting is so bad. It looks awful. Although the girl is in her underwear, and that is is pretty good. I'll um, give it a shot. <laughs> yeah, it stars Kane Hodder. He's going to be playing a character known as Goatface. Um, and it's from Steve Walsh, the director of Muck. So it's called Kill Her Goats. And, right, uh, right. It, it looks bad. I don't know. I only well, starring Kane Hodder doesn't really sell it. <laughs> well, he's the killer. I mean, it is what you want Kane Hodder to do, right? 
Yeah. To play somebody named Goatface. So right, we've got right, we've got the cast for Salem's Lot. Lewis Pullman, Spencer Treat Clark, Pilu Ashbeck, Afray Woodward, um, Bill Camp, John Benjamin Hickey, Nicholas Cravetti, Mackenzie Lee, Deborah Christoph, Christopherson, Kellen Rude, Kate. Chris Christopherson is gonna be in it? Deborah Christopherson. Oh. Um, see, I'm not going to see it now. But there's... Uh, I don't know any of those people. Yeah, I haven't heard any of those. Well, well um, But William Sadler's in it, right? Pillow, Pillow Ashback playing Richard Straker. So he's playing the bad guy. Um, he was in uh, Game of Thrones. Pillow? P-I-L... <laughs> Oh, you. <laughs> and apparently, it's going to be an hour and 53 minutes. Oh, John, fuck you. Fuck you. This is right. A pillow? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I was just crying a little bit. <laughs> Who is he in Game of Thrones? <laughs> Who is Pillow? I'm going to look this up. Pillow. <laughs> oh no. Oh my god. This is he's got this isn't even letters in his name. He's got one of those. The A is mixed with the E. Oh, and like that, uh, like that uh, Tool album, Anima. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Danish. He's Danish. <coughs> he played uh, Euron Greyjoy. Oh. Okay. Oh, and he was an Overlord. Also, that's a good one. All right, I'll let him off. He's he, he's got a funny name, but I guess he's okay. <laughs> Franny, get out of here! Yeah, get out of here! Franny, get out of here! <laughs> oh man, tearing up. All right, so that's what we got. Oh, I did come across this one thing, Mike. I thought you'd be. Um, I don't know if you've seen this or might be interested in it. There was a guy on uh, the horror subreddit who has watched 43 Amityville movies. Oh, and, my God. Oh, 43. yeah. 43 Amityville movies and, and ranked them, um, and uh, including some of our favorites, like uh, Amityville Vibrator, Amityville in the Hood, Amityville Cop, Amityville Karen. So uh, I, <laughs> I sent him a reply, and I was like, I actually liked Amityville in space. And he goes, compared to the others, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> What so, did uh, what did um, Connor Blackman tag us in? Oh, Amityville Toilet, right? I asked him about that. I said, "You're gonna watch the big crossover film coming up, Amityville Death Toilet, <laughs> which the is, I believe, the fourth in the Death Toilet series." I've only seen the first Death Toilet. Wow. Oh, okay, you didn't watch uh, Death Toilet Number Two. No. <laughs> or, Unless or I did, I don't remember. Piece. The third one, Death Toilet Duty Calls. 
they actually <laughs> recently released the Death Toilet trilogy from SRS Studios. If you want to pick that Blu-ray up, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I believe I have them individually on DVD. I don't think I'm going to be investing in the box set. <laughs> oh my god, Death Toilet! We got that's what we got to do. We're gonna have to do, when the new one comes out, Mike. We're gonna have to do a Death Toilet uh, episode. I would love to make Shane yeah. watch those. <laughs> the first yeah, one was going to happen. You know what? I just want Shane to watch part three. I have no idea if they're connected at all, but I'd love for him just to jump in on the third one. The idea of that I find amazing. <laughs> all right. Well, let's actually get to our topic here, fellas. And I don't even know that we had a topic. We just said let's watch some new movies. So I know we all probably watch some new movies. Um, Shane, we haven't heard from you in a while. Why don't you start us off with one of the films that you picked to discuss? Okay, well, I'm going to talk about a film. The original title is called Eight for Silver, but it's otherwise known as The Cursed. Don't get, I don't get why people keep changing fucking movie titles. They should just stick with the original, damn it. But basically, it's set in rural 19th century France, and it's about um, a mysterious supernatural menace threatening a small village. Um, it's got John McBride, played by Boyd Holbrook, who played the Corinthian in um, The Sandman, playing a pathologist who comes to town to investigate a danger um, involving a child who has been attacked and been bitten by what they believe to be a wolf. Um, and basically, he turns up to exercise some of his own demons as well. But how the movie starts, it starts off in 1917 during World War One. And basically, you've got all these people, like, wounded, laying around, bleeding, going, help me, I'm dying, all this kind of shit. And um, basically, there's one guy who's got three wounds in it. He's got three bullet wounds in his stomach. So the doctor pulls out two of the bullets and he says, oh, this one's a bit further in, so I'm going to have to dig right deep. And the guy's, like, conscious and everything. So he pulls out a silver bullet, um, which is all very strange and unusual, you think. And uh, basically, the whole movie is surrounded around a family in a big mansion in, in France. Um, it's very foggy. It's very eerie. Um and essentially what happens is a group of kids, it's like gypsies. So basically the owner of the home um, wants to get the gypsies off the land where the gypsies have basically laid claim to the land saying it was owed to them or it was owned by them. But this gent, this saintly gent decides to, decides to off the gypsies, decimate their camp. And in doing so, they curse him. And uh, essentially what happens throughout the movie is like all these people, these kids go missing and um, they're trying to work out what happens. And then they are suddenly being played by some kind of werewolf type creature. And when it comes down to it, actually it was, I, I, it was kind of wrong, but I found it really funny. Um, but basically this girl goes missing. She's been attacked by a werewolf. She's been raped and she gets taken to a village. And she starts to bleed out and she kind of disappears sort of thing. And then when they find this wolf, they shoot this wolf later. And essentially what has happened, the girl that was raped and um, 
like bleeding out turned into a wolf-like demon creature and when they do the autopsy on the wolf this girl basically is inside it and she crawls out so they've basically all these people that are being cursed they're cursed to become this kind of wolf type creature and they're actually inhabited inside as the demon kind of feeds off of them and it's all because of this gypsy curse Mm. Uh, and um it's it's very low it's a low budget movie um i will say that although the set pieces look beautiful because it's very it's very um gray it's very eerie and some of the attack scenes in it are actually really well done um and there's many people that in this movie they're kind of like like get your torches, you know, let's go and off the fucking opposition kind of thing. Lots of, lots of lynch mob type activity. And the effects in it are quite good. There's some CGI, um, but a lot of it is practical effects and it looks really good. I actually watched the making of documentary. It's only a short piece on the Blu-ray and um, how they did the werewolf effects. I actually had like a wheelbarrow. And they had the latex, the creature effects on the front of it. So it looked real. And as they're pushing the wheelbarrow, the, the electronics in it basically pound the ground kind of thing like a proper wolf. And it looks really well done. Um, but like I say, some of the CGI effects in it, are, they're minimal, but they are very, very good. Well done. And I actually didn't mind this film. Um I thought it was quite good. I mean, it was a bit long at nearly two hours, but I just thought it was very clever. It was, um, it's, uh, I mean, it came out in 2021, but I mean, I've only just recently seen the trailers for it and I saw it in my local HMV. I thought, fuck it. Why not? I'll just pick it up and see what it's like. Cause I was on the lookout for new horror. Um, and you know, it's, it's not a bad movie. I quite enjoyed it. Yeah, I remember, I remember seeing a trailer for this uh, now that I looked it up on IMDb uh, because I remember this poster. It's got sort of like silver werewolf teeth yeah. uh, on the poster. So well, yeah, I, thought had, it, I thought it looked interesting. Yeah, the teeth come about because um, the gypsies, they've got all this silver and the gypsy mother um, basically tells one of her sons or whatever to make them. It's that time. So he has a he has a mold and he melts the silver and he makes the silver teeth. And what they do with it is that when she's spoiler alert, when she's murdered, she has this box, this round box with the teeth in it. So they're buried with her. And then one of the other guys, I think it's her son, he gets poor bastard, gets his hands and his feet cut off and he gets crucified. Um and he's decked out as a scarecrow, so he's got the ha- he's got the fucking burlap, well, uh, well, whatever the the bursack thing, covered in that with like straw stuffed into his wounds, and he's left to hang and rot. Um, and basically, these kids in this village start having this dream where they are facing the scarecrow, and they start digging at the base of his is um where he's crucified 
and they find the box with the teeth in. So a load of the kids, they go to investigate once they've come to because they've all been having the same dream and they start digging and they actually find the box with the teeth in. And it goes, it goes from there. It's, it's, I thought it was quite well done. It was quite a good story. Um, you know, it was, it was enjoyable. Mm. It's got some, it's got some nice little bits of gore in it. Um, but I was, I was overly impressed with how the story transpired and, you know, the, the visuals of the movie as well. I thought it was really quite clever. Sweet. All right, cool. So how about you, Mike? Uh, you got a film that you've watched? Do you want to talk about? Yeah, I actually watched two movies for oh this for this God. podcast. I know the things I do for you guys, you know? So um, I watched Skinamarink and Shudder. What? I said, oh, good. This was on my list, but I didn't watch it. Okay, so Skinamarink, um, honestly... And I'm not exaggerating. Probably one of the most unsettling movies I have ever seen. Like, it's not scary. Or, I mean, it can be scary. But it made me feel uncomfortable a bunch of times. Which doesn't really happen anymore. Um, This is a very, very, very simple movie. Um, I guess there is a, like, 30-minute like prequel to this by the director, which I don't remember the name of, but you really don't have to know anything in this. And I highly suggest watching this with headphones because, well, let me, let me talk about the plot. So the plot's really, really bare bones because it just involves two kids waking up in the middle of the night and their dad is gone. And all the doors and windows have disappeared. And you never see the kids. And it's a boy and a girl. And one's is Kevin and one is Kaylee. And the whole movie is just random shots of really weird things. Like you'll get like a Dutch angle of the top of a door or the floor. And it's like you see like Legos around like that's the whole movie and you just you go off like audio uh i don't want to say cues but you just hear like people speaking occasionally it's very artsy which is why i really liked it um it's a little longer at like an hour 40 especially for this kind of movie where not a lot happens Mm -hmm. but when it does happen it's fucked um because it's very grainy Um, You hear a lot of things like I usually watch movies with subtitles, but there are hard coded subtitles to it. Um, There's not a lot of dialogue, but the hard coded subtitles come in when like something is speaking to the kids Hmm. and it's a weird fucking voice. It's like a demon sounding voice and it like tells a kid, hey, um, go upstairs And then you're like the POV of the kid and like you see them going up the stairs and then you just see like them going into a room and you just see someone sitting on the edge of the bed 
and like they're like look under the bed and then it just goes to a pov of them looking and it's it's fucking creepy and the whole movie is just this unsettling sense of something is gonna jump out at me something is gonna um scare me and it's it's not that kind of movie where it's filled with jump scares um i I saw a lot of letterbox reviews where people were like this is so fucking boring and yeah it's extremely slow like in the metal world you've got doom metal and then you've got funeral doom metal where it's like funeral doom is like really like an hour-long album and it's very very slow and it's very dragged out but like the, the the points where there's like a lot of cool riffage going on are few and far between. And I feel like this is like the funeral doom <laughs> of, of movies where not a lot happens, but when it does fuck man. And the ending scene fucking kind of creeped me out. I'm not going to lie. It, it kind of creeped me out. It was fucking weird. And I, I really recommend this. You got to go into it with an open mind, knowing that it's going to be a weird movie and it's very slow and I highly suggest watching with headphones. I'm going to watch this again with headphones mm. because sounds that you that I probably didn't hear and I only saw the hard-coded subs, like I really want to experience that. And it's fucking creepy. Well, so I almost it's, never watch stuff with headphones. Like it's, I think the only time is if I'm sitting at my desk like I am right now <laughs> watching a YouTube video. So I, yeah. Yeah, I usually don't want, when I'm watching a movie, I like to be sitting on the couch with the big screen and, you know, surround sound. So like, yeah, exactly. And I mean, you can, if you want to, but I, I really, my, uh, my friend's wife told me, uh, she was like, you should probably watch it with headphones. And I forgot. And now I'm kind of regretting that, but it's, it's only on shutter. I think, I think it's like a shutter exclusive, sure. but it's, it, you got, man, it's, it's, it's something unique and different. And it's you don't know what the fuck's going on half the time, but you just hear this really fucked up shit happening occasionally. So it, it's a pretty cool movie. That's awesome. pretty much all I got. I think that came out this year. So yeah, I think that just came out. I know I've been seeing it bounce around. Um, it, it is on my list. I just have not uh, in my choice of movies to watch. Um, I, I did not select that one last night. So, but no, that sounds good. I'm going to absolutely check that one out. So I watched also, Mike, two movies because I prepare so hard for this podcast. (laughs) Uh, The first one I watched was The Pale Blue Eye, which I think it came out uh, end of last year, um, but haven't gotten to it. Uh, This one's on Netflix. It's uh, directed by Scott Cooper, who also did Crazy Heart, Black Mass, and Antlers. It stars uh, Christian Bale, uh, Harry Melling, Toby Jones, Timothy Spall, Robert Duvall, and Gillian Anderson has a part as well. Um, So great cast. And I'm like, oh, I'm into this. And it's like a period piece um, murder mystery in which Christian Bale plays this like uh, alcoholic uh, down on his luck, you know, detective type. And he's got to solve the mystery uh, along with help of his newfound friend, a young Edgar Allan Poe, who is at, I believe it's West Point, um, going, you know, as like a uh, someone in their early 20s or whatever, uh, before he becomes like super famous, obviously. And um, 
it's sort of uh it's a period piece obviously uh in the 1800s and um so christian bale is like down as you know he's down on his luck his uh, wife is dead his um daughter has run away with someone and he hasn't seen her, so he just basically spends his days getting drunk and walking around his little cabin that he lives in. And he gets pulled in uh, to investigate this apparent suicide. But as they look into it, it turns out that the uh, the person who was hanged, uh, their heart was cut out. So now he's got to figure out what's going on. It was a murder. Uh, who's responsible? Why was the heart cut out? And interviewing all the like cadets and stuff that are at the uh, at the military school, um, and uh, and going through all you know the old timey stuff that's happening as he tries to solve the murder. Um, and a- as a mystery, it's okay. Uh, I've seen better mystery movies. I'm obviously not going to spoil it. Um, as a period piece mystery, I've also seen better. So it's like, it's okay. Christian Bale is good. And obviously I have, you know, a raging heart on for Christian Bale. So that's one of the reasons I wanted to watch this. Um, the, uh, the, the kid who plays or the guy that plays, uh, Edgar Allan Poe, Harry Melling, um, he does a great job because he looks like a fucking creep. And that's what I imagine <laughs> Edgar Allan Poe looks like. And he also acts like a creepy weirdo. So, a plus to him for really selling the part. Um, I don't know why Robert Duvall is in this. It, it, he just like shows up in one scene, provides like he's like, oh, it's I know everything about devil worship and stuff. And here's some background. And then you never see him again. So you're like, all right, I guess they just got a hold of Robert Duvall and, you know, conned him into filming this. Um, uh, everyone else is pretty good in it. Uh, obviously, it's all old-timey talk, and they're basically all British actors, obviously, you know, playing old-timey Americans, so that works. And uh, it, it's pretty good. I like the the tone of the movie, I think, more than the movie itself. It's got that really great, cold, like, uh, wet winter, everything sort of blue and, you know, really damp. I think that works really well. And um, the ending is okay. Uh, I didn't love it. I'd say the movie as itself is is fine. Like if you're looking for a murder mystery and something that you could just sort of put on and enjoy, it's not going to blow you away with any of the cinematography or anything. It looks fine. It looks good. Uh, Christian Bale is awesome. He's the only reason to watch it. Um, I'd normally probably give it like a six out of 10, but because I've got like a huge Christian Bale boner, it's like a seven out of 10. But if you're, if you're not as much of a fan as I am, you know, it's, it's fine to watch it's on Netflix. So I'm not going to go out and say it's some fantastic thing. I've heard other people say it's really good, but I was kind of let down a little bit. I was hoping for a little bit better of a mystery, I guess, but, um, you know, it's okay. I, I'd say Watch it if you get the chance. Shane, have you come across this one? I haven't not yet, no. Um, I've not watched, well, I know it's on Netflix in the UK, but I've not actually watched it yet. But I will, probably will eventually. I've got a couple of things to do this evening, so I might watch it after that. You're not going to watch the Super Bowl? Oof, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so 
Yeah, it was okay. Um, I don't know. Did you check this one out, Mike, or see anything I about it? I've come across it on Netflix, but I never watched it. That was interesting because I, I really love Christopher Bale. So, but maybe, yeah, maybe I'll give it a shot. I mean, yeah, you'll like. I liked it. You'll probably like it as well because you know it's he's the main character and he's in every fucking scene. But uh, yeah, there's better Bale out there, unfortunately. <laughs> so, Shane, did you watch a second movie here? I did watch a second movie. Oh my god, three for three. Here we go, folks. Yeah, I watched uh, Pray for the Devil. Pray for the um, Devil. Yeah, one second. Um, it's uh, obviously it's a nun who prepares. She basically is set in the, set in the Catholic Church, which is well standard. Um, directed by Daniel Stamm, written by Robert Zapier and Earl Ritchie Jones and Todd Jones. Um, it stars Jacqueline Byers as Anne, uh, Christian Navarro, Posey Taylor, Colin Salmon's in it, Nicholas Ralph, Virginia Madsen is in this one. Um, yeah, Ben Cross, Lisa Palfrey, um, they're all in it. Um, and it's, 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 I mean, it's a, it's not a bad movie. It's a standard possession movie kind of thing. Um, but it's essentially this nun, she's quite a young nun and she's interested in like the whole side of exorcisms and stuff like that. And, um, she um she is essentially it's a school where they are and they deal with people who are possessed and stuff like that so they're constantly they're training to be exorcists except because she's a female she's not allowed to be an exorcist per se so it's um she believes she is answering a calling to be the first female exorcist Joke aside, ex-sister. Um, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I had to call that. <laughs> I, I had to say ex-sister. It just sounded really cool in my head. Um, but yeah, she's um, seeking out a place at an exorcism school reopened by the Catholic Church. Until now, these schools have only trained priests in the right of exorcism, but a professor, played by Colin Salmon, recognises Sister Anne's gifts and agrees to train her. Basically, what she can do is when when the priests are trying to exercise a demon, she actually centers on the human being's soul and talks to the human being instead of the possessed demon. And um, she does this with ease. She calls them by name and she talks to them and they explain that they're scared and all this kind of stuff. While the other priests around her are trying to exercise the demon. And um, in one particularly uh interesting scene that the demon takes over after she tells the sister that she's she's scared and the demon tries to make tries to choke her to death using her own hair by pulling her hair into her throat and um for some reason i just found it really really funny but basically essentially what has happened or what happens after that is there's like all these little there's like not i wouldn't say plot twists there's these little reveals that build up throughout the movie so basically this little girl she's 10 years old or nine years old or something like that and um sister anne um it kind of 
it kind of reveals itself later on that the little girl is sister Anne's daughter that she gave birth to when she was 15 years old and gave up for adoption, not realising it's her daughter. And she can't understand why she feels connected to this little girl so much. Um, so essentially, it's it turns out that with her being a mother, she has well, she doesn't. It's not revealed until about halfway through the film. But um, she's trying to stop this Catholic Church from sending her to the Vatican for for an exorcism right because she breaks into like. The, the closed files um, where she discovers that everybody who's been sent from this church, from this school to the Vatican, all end up dead. There's like literally one person who has survived and she watches a tape and basically the tape, it's kind of gross, it's kind of disgusting, but it's also really interesting to see how this woman is talking um, to the interviewer and he basically when he asks her um that you were cleansed and she just looks at him and says cleansed and basically t pulls up pulls her nose off revealing um the skull and all the tissue underneath yeah. and all the rotted teeth where basically she has basically scarred herself and cut part of it but she cut her nose off to spite her face um and it looks kind of gross, and I, I, it was really funny because I sat there and freeze and paused the DV, paused the movie, and I was just looking at it. I was like, "Ew, that's really gross," because you could see all the muscle structure, and you could like see where it was dark and stuff like that. It was kind of gross, but um, yeah, I mean, uh, it's not a bad movie. I mean, IMDb. IMDb only gave it a five five point two out of ten. I can understand well, that, why. That's excellent for a horror movie. Yeah, but um, I mean, obviously, it's like a little girl possessed trying to get her soul, soul cleansed and all this kind of stuff. But I mean, it's it's okay for what it is. Um, I thought the ending was a little bit poor, but you know, it could have been a lot better. Um, but yeah, it's it's not a bad movie. Not the greatest. Now you, now you picked this up on uh, Blu-ray. I did, yeah. Okay. On the Blu-ray, there's actually there's there's a couple. There's obviously you've got the full commentary. There's also the full table read of the first draft that they did for the movie. That's like two hours long. And there's also a discussion on the DVD about exorcism between a priest and an interviewer, which I've not looked into. But um, it's like a full discussion of what happens. So I really went out all, all out on this one for the mm. Blu-ray special features. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's not a bad movie. But, again, I mean, this is it's nearly, it's what, two hours long? What was an hour and a half, just about? That's not too bad, though. Yeah. And where in the US it's a PG-13, they've given it a 15 in the UK. So. That's, that's because our 13-year-olds are, are uh, tougher than your 15-year-old, Shane. Yeah, apparently so. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's it. That's the movies that I've watched this week. I, I um, See, I'd be interested in that because I, lo I love those religious horror movies. You know what I mean? Those always... I don't know what it is. Something about them 
usually yeah, I mean, like, oh, I'll, I'll watch that. Well, the reason I picked it up was because basically I was just looking for new horror. And I saw the trailer for that when I saw Smile last year at the cinema. And I thought, that looks good. And then I was trying to figure out what, I couldn't remember what the name of the film was for ages. And then I saw it and I read it on the back and I was like, fuck me, that's the trailer that I saw last year. I'll pick that up. Mm. And um, I'm glad I did. I mean, I've watched it a couple of times since I bought it last week. Primarily just to, just to like um, freshen up, freshen it up in my mind for today. But I've not really, I've not really seen much in the way of other movies. A friend of mine has got some, got some movies for me downloaded. Um, he's got um, Sick for me to watch. I don't know if anyone's seen that yet. Nope. nope. Yeah, apparently it's, it's it's called Sick, and it's a horror movie of some description. Um, let me see. It's got a, it's got a six point one. Um, it's an hour and twenty three minutes. It's written directed by John Hyams, written by Kevin Williamson. So it's got some credibility. Caitlin Crab stars um, Gideon Adlin. Bethlehem Million, Dylan Sprayberry, Mark Menchacher, Jane Adams, and Joel Courtney. Um, I've got no idea what the film is about. Due to a pandemic, partner Parker and her best friend decide to quarantine at the family lake house alone, or so they think. Oh, right, so it's one of those movies. Yeah, it's on Peacock, so... You guys might be able to watch that. I I'm probably not, I'm not downloading Peacock. No way. No, me either. <laughs> but, um, Shmodies, also, I know, dude. We'll go for a walk after. Go out of here. He's also got Megan for me, but with I'm um, I'm hearing mixed reports about Megan. I don't know. Yeah, if it's I, I've also heard mixed on that, and uh, I'm gonna wait until it shows up on one of the services that I have before I watch it. I'll let you know if it's any good because obviously. Um, I've got to go and collect it off my friend because he's got it on download and stuff like that. So I'll yeah. uh, I'll let you know if it's any good. But I think um, out of the two that I watched, I think I enjoyed Eight for Silver more. Okay. So, I mean, Pray yeah. for the Devil is a good film, but I enjoyed Eight for Silver more. It was more creepy. It was definitely had. It was very atmospheric. Um, and the story was a bit better. Mm. Makes sense. So, Mike, you had your second film that you watched. What was that? So, last night, I was uh, drunkenly going through Shudder, and I came across Neil Marshall's new movie, oh, The no. Lair. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what was his last movie? I, I think I reviewed it, or one of us it, did. It was the one in the Middle Ages. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of the name, though. The girl was being... Uh, it was like during the um, the witch trials or something. Not the witch yeah. trials. Oh, fuck. What was the name of it? Oh, yeah, the I, don't I can't remember what it was called. The Plague. The Plague? Was that the name of it? No, that it was during the plague. Oh, it was during the plague. Yeah. 
I, I like, just remember that the girl was far too clean to be living in such a disgusting time. Well, good news is that girl is now the lead actress in this movie as well. Good guess. Um, is which is Neil. Well, isn't she married to Neil Marshall or something? Yeah, her name is Charlotte Kirk, I believe. And she's married to Neil Marshall. And Neil Marshall said a while back that he's always going to put his wife, his new wife, in uh, his future films. So if you liked her in that, you're going to like her in this as well. I can't wait till Neil Marshall and Rob Zombie team up to make a film. I don't know what happened to Neil Marshall, but this was fucking ridiculous. So I I do got to say that I liked this better than the last movie he did. Um, but not by much. It's It starts off with Charlotte Kirk or whatever waking up and she's got to go on a mission because she's in the, uh, a part of the Royal Air Force. And the mission is flying through like Afghanistan in 2017 or something. And as she's um, flying through, she's flying through with her like co-pilot person who's in another jet. And they both get shot down by the Taliban. And the green screen is so hilariously bad <laughs> that when they eject out of their jets, it looks like those army men from way back when with the parachutes. Did you do you guys remember those? The green army men? Yeah, yeah. with the parachutes yeah. though. I got you. Like, I know and it's like it's like behind a green screen and everything's so stiff because it's all CGI and it's it's just so bad. Um so they get shot down, and her and the, the the other pilot survive, but the Taliban goes to their location, and this guy thinks it's going to be a good idea to try to start a fight with the, these Taliban with machine guns with his this pistol. So he gets gunned down, and they, they fight a little bit. She's like an expert marksman. She's covered in makeup um, because she's got to look pretty at all times. And... And I bring that up because she's got this makeup on for the entire movie and things get super hairy. Like it's the same problem I had with the last movie where she's got to like look hot the whole time. And Hey, she's really attractive. Just, she's, she's a very pretty girl. Yeah. But she, I mean, it, it's, it's so glaring. It's so like distracting. <laughs> um, so she she, has, hang on. Sorry. Do you think she has the Mila Jovovich? syndrome where she looks pretty but can't act for shit oh she's a terrible actress and i (laughs) I don't know why (laughs) i don't know why neil marshall is thinking it's a good idea to put her as the lead because she's always the worst actress on screen well she's Um, the director so yeah and it's so funny because in the very beginning like i guess it's revealed later that her husband died in a car accident a year ago. So when she wakes up in the morning, in the beginning of the movie, she looks over and there's a picture of her and Neil Marshall. And I'm like, ugh, <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's really cringy that he, he like had to insert himself into it. Like, Hey, look, this is my hot wife. Um, but yeah, so she's the lead of the movie and she's, uh, after the Taliban fight, she kind of like runs off and she's trying to find a, a source for cover. And she stumbles upon this bunker and she gets in there and she um, is, is getting chased by the Taliban still. And 
she goes down this ladder and she goes into this old Russian um, science lab type thing. And it reminds me of the first Resident Evil movie where all those like zombies were like encased in those like pods. And uh, there's like these monsters in these pods and they get into like a firefight and one of the monsters gets loose and it's uh, the, the monster is now out for blood or whatever. So she ends up uh, escaping the bunker. The the American army picks her up and they bring her back and she's like, hey, there's a fucking monster back there. We got to get the hell out of here. And the hilariously bad um, army guy with with the eye patch was like, we ain't going anywhere. Blah, 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 blah. It it, it turns into your typical like monster movie where uh, more monsters escape and they come and they try to attack the military base. And (laughs) at one point it made me laugh because it's so uh, the continuity is stupid. But they're like, they're like having no problem killing these monsters. Like one guy like shoots one's head and it just blows up. And then later on in the movie, you get that science guy who's like, you got to dissect one of these. And he opens up the skin, just like the thing. And he's like, oh my God. He's like, their skin is like Kevlar. No, no wonder they're so hard to kill. And I'm like, you guys had no problem killing these things. And now you're saying how tough their skin is. It just made me laugh. Um, but there are some cool practical effects in here. Uh, there's a lot of CGI that looks horrible. But the, the practical effects of the like monsters themselves aren't too bad. Um, you could tell it's just like a dude in a suit. It doesn't look as detailed as like the guys from The Descent who are all fucking trained actors. And these guys are just running and, you know, growling. Uh, two times in this movie, someone sacrifices themselves with a like grenade to kill more monsters twice. Yeah, you can't so do that. It's too many you times. can't do it. And the the one that it happened, the first one that it happens to, his body is seen later on, and he looks fine, but he's dead. But he doesn't like look burnt or anything. But he blew himself up with a grenade. I, I have never been blown up with a grenade before. I don't know how it looks, so whatever. Um, but yeah, it's it's a very 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 painfully mediocre movie filled with horrible dialogue the other actors aren't terrible like they're besides the like the the um the commanding officer of the army the other guys do like a a decent job um i say guys but there's there's women in there too um but yeah everyone does a good job besides (laughs) the lead actress she's awful and she has like this this accent that i don't know if she's like supposed to be british but I don't know. It just sucks. And and it just sucks that Neil Marshall fell this hard. His dog soldiers in the descent are just one of my favorites. And he produces this fucking garbage. And I, I don't know if he's just like not getting a budget or I don't know what the fuck he's doing, but it's like now it's annoying me that he's like putting out this bullshit that it's just so like he's so up there. Like he can make a great movie and he chooses to just throw his wife into shit. And it just, I don't know. 
that's really funny you bring that up um, about Neil Marshall being kind of shit um, at the moment. Someone, um, someone actually did. There was a YouTube video I watched a little while ago talking about the downfall of Neil Marshall, where he went wrong, and how he said that his last great film was The Descent. Um, or, um, no, not uh, The Descent, District 9. Um, and that... He yeah, wait, seemed... no, 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 no. Wait, wait District 9 is Neil Blomkamp. Oh, right, okay. Neil, I knew I'd get them two mixed up. But yeah, <laughs> Neil Marshall, how his films have gone drastically downhill as well. Um, but there's also the fact that he picks actors who can't act for shit. I mean, and... does he pick them? I mean, he picks his wife, obviously, but... Well, he. I mean, he had Sean Pertwee in the last one, too. And even he wasn't that good in the last movie. It's probably just the dialogue. But besides the main actress in, in this one, like there's no other familiar faces at all. So maybe so, people are they're not like working with them as much anymore. Yeah, lo- looking this up, I the poster. I mean, I know I've seen this both on um, online and uh, like going through Shutter or whatever. I know that I've like seen this poster, and I had no idea Neil Marshall made this. Like I thought it was just another generic, you know soldiers fighting monsters movie um, i think the creature on the poster that i'm looking at on imdb kind of makes it look like a liquor from resident evil no oh, yeah for sure but it's it's yeah. it's all they do like their main thing and maybe they explained it but i wasn't really paying attention towards the end um but like it has like these tentacles that come out and they just like wrap around uh, people's throats, and I don't know what that is even doing. Maybe they explain it, but it's it, but it's all CGI. Is my what my point is? Like they did practical effects for the monster, and like it looks pretty good at times. And then like you have these bright pink CGI tentacles like going out, and it looks awful. It's just That's, it's really shitty. Yeah, it's so disappointing. Well, that stinks. So, all right, let's get to the last one here. Um, not disappointing. Uh, I watched the menu, uh, which which is available on mm. HBO Max. Um, yeah. So this one is directed by Mark Mylod, who did some Game of Thrones and some uh, Shameless episodes. Uh, it stars Rafe Fines, which Shane, I gotta ask you this. All right. <laughs> I looked I looked this up specifically. Um because the man's name is Ralph. Yeah. All right. He's from Norfolk, right? Norfolk, yeah. Yes. Okay. What what's the deal Which, here? Is is this a British pronunciation? Norfolk is the county. I understand. Yes. But to pronounce the name Ralph as Rafe, what's what's going on here? Well, his dad is called also uh, Ralph, but he also goes by Ranulph. Okay, but is this a British pronunciation of, of the name Ralph that I don't know? Um, yes, it is. I, anybody who I know called Ralph, well, I don't actually know anyone called Ralph. I would call them Ralph. Well, yeah, but where does Rafe come from? I have no fucking clue. <laughs> 
Ask Rafe finds himself or Ralph. I'm not wrong, right? I'm not pronouncing this guy's name as Rafe because I'm an asshole. That's what no. he goes by, right? Yeah, that's the name he goes by. Okay. All right. I'm making sure because I looked it up and I, I looked it up twice. And then I said, okay, maybe he's from some weird place. You know, I don't know, some country that I don't know about. But then I looked it up. I said, Norfolk. What the hell? That's England, right? Don't they say yeah. Ralph in England? Yeah, unless he's praying to the god called Ralph on the end of the Great White Telephone. You know, this. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, stars Rafe Fiennes, uh, Nicholas Holt, John Leguizamo, uh, Janet McTeer, and Anya Taylor-Joy. And uh, going into this movie, I knew next to nothing about it other than the name was The Menu. And that my father told me, oh, I watched that menu movie, quote, it was so stupid. Uh, (laughs) After he told me that, I was like, oh, now I got to see this. My dad hates it. It's probably a good movie. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. Ray Fiennes comes from Ipswich, which is an hour's drive from where I live. Gotcha. So, like, you know this guy. No, I don't know him. (laughs) (laughs) Although, uh, in, in football terms, Ipswich is known as Ipshit because their team are shit. So they call them Ipshit. Got him. <laughs> so the uh, the plot of the movie, uh, the plot's pretty straightforward. Um, the movie's basically a takedown of uh, fine dining and uh, like the sort of ultra chef and restaurant culture in general. Um, a group of like rich people uh, takes this boat to a remote island to experience a once-in-a-lifetime meal prepared by a famous chef. And uh, each of the guests may have like something they're hiding or something that's going to be revealed as, as each course goes on and on. And the plot sort of unfolds as the, the, the menu is doled out. Um, and I don't know if you guys are like me, but I, I do watch some of these, like, super chef and food shows, like Chef's Table, or, oh, like, yeah, me uh, too. like, the cooking competitions, like, Top Chef, or whatever, Master Chef. Um, so, you know, just the idea of this sort of, I mean, I guess you could call it a horror movie, but it's, it's just sort of this, like, weird movie that's gonna happen based around this, like, super foodie get together is like, okay, I, I like that. I'm in, I'll, I'll watch it. And I, I really had no idea what I was going into uh, watching this, but I do like that stuff. Um, you know, at least watching those shows. I don't know. I, I I've never been to a really fancy restaurant. Uh, the fanciest dinners I've been to are beer dinners. In which case the dress code is me wearing the same hoodie that I'm wearing right now that has a skull on the back of it. <laughs> because you're going to a brewery, you know, to eat. So, um, but the, uh, the idea is as, as these people sit down and, you know, the, the chef is bringing out these things and they start being like, oh, this is weird that like, he knows this about me and all this stuff is catered to me. And they're like, oh, there's secrets that the chef is revealing that maybe we shouldn't know. And he has this overarching theme to his meal and uh, and Nicholas Holt plays this like real foodie guy who's like so into the the techniques and oh either you know he's making this like gastrique or whatever he's saying um, he gets like so amped about the food 
but like uh, his date Anya Taylor Joy is like, what the fuck are you talking about? So this is getting weird. Like, how does he know this stuff? And where's where's the chef going with all this? Uh, and eventually, it's revealed that the chef's like, oh yeah, I'm also going to kill you all. <laughs> by the end of the yeah. meal, <laughs> and like I'm like, oh okay, that's not that that's a spoiler, but that's like where the movie's <laughs> heading. Um, um. So I, I don't really want to get into uh, spoiling the movie or anything, but uh, but I I found it really enjoyable. Uh, the performances are pretty good. Uh, Ray Fiennes is obviously really awesome. He's he plays this great like celebrity chef. You could tell he's pulling stuff from like. Gordon Ramsay and some of these other like really famous, um, you know, chefs that they feature on these shows. Uh, Nicholas Holt is good. He, uh, is like just like the foodie who's like just obsessed with both the food and the chef and like, no, 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 you have to taste it like this. And, you know, don't question it. And it's, it's amazing no matter what, uh, John Leguizamo is in it and he's fucking awesome as John Leguizamo. Um, yeah. But Anya Taylor Joy just absolutely kills it in this. She is so good in this movie. Um, but the only problem I have is that she is completely stunning, and it's like a little bit to the point of distracting. That yeah. you're what you're watching the movie and you see her, and you're like, "Oh my god, look at her!" And but you're not watching the movie anymore. You're just looking at her. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, but she's really good in it. Um, I really liked it. I know some people, there's going to be, like, criticism for this movie because people are going to be like, oh, my God, they're so dumb. Why didn't they just, like, get up and leave? And you're like, okay, well, then that wouldn't be the movie the guy's making, like, if, you know, the characters just, like, <laughs> tried to escape or, you know, did something did something that doesn't happen in the film. You're like, well, then that's not what happens in the movie. It's like people complaining about horror movies when characters do dumb things. It's like, well, we're trying to watch a horror movie, so, you know, the dumb shit has to happen. But um, but I I enjoyed it quite a bit. It, it's really funny at certain points. There's like some laugh out loud moments, and um, there's a couple deaths. There's not really any gore or anything over the top, um, but there's like some really awkward moments uh, where people are being called out or they're like setting up like horrible situations, and you're sitting there just laughing at like the horrible misfortunes these people are going through, and um. I quite enjoyed it, both as a fan of, like, foodie-type shows and of uh, awkward <laughs> awkward situations and uh, and sort of dramatic, where, where is this movie going? Uh, the ending was a little bit weak, but it was still fun. I, I highly recommend it if you're a fan of, like, food shows like that, if you, if you can get into that stuff. And, uh, whatever, like the, the movie's broken up into segments with each course. And as they introduce the course, <laughs> just like in those shows, it has like a, a picture of the food and then like a, a list breaking down what's in the food. And, uh, there's certain points in the movie where it's not just the food that's incorporated into the course. And they put that on there as well. And I don't know, it just, it cracked me up. I thought it yeah, was, I, I enjoyed this for the same reason. I just thought it was really clever. Oh, I thought very, you would like this, Shane. I'm glad you yeah, watched it. Very satirical. That's what I enjoyed. I enjoyed the satire of it as well. Yeah. It, I just thought it was really clever, really funny in places. Very dark. It's got very dark humor about it. Yes. Um, yeah, it's, it's not like laugh out loud, like, oh, here's a goofy uh, slapstick. It's more like, oh, that's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, there were several scenes where I said, I thought, fucking hell, that's a bit much. But, yeah. you know, it was, um, it was like when he calls out the chefs. Yes. Um, there's one chef in particular that he calls out and they start dressing the surroundings, so to speak. <laughs> I thought that was really, really funny. And it was, it was just that scene. I was like, whoa. Right. And it's just it's, the look on everybody's faces. They were like, yeah. holy like- fuck. The scene is not funny, but the reactions that you get, you're like, oh, <laughs> like, I don't know. Like you said, yeah. the dark humor is just on point. I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah, I'm going to buy it when it comes out on Blu-ray. I, I yeah. enjoyed it that much. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think I think it's going to be good. Uh, Mike, you said you watched a couple of these shows that are like this. Yeah, but I, I haven't seen the movie, but I've been I've been meaning to. I think it's on HBO Max, so I yep. think I'm gonna I'll check it out soon. I think you'll like it if it's if yeah, you I... can get into that stuff. You're just like like if you <laughs> if you've watched Chef's Table and uh, and enjoyed that as a show, then going into this, you're gonna be like, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think you'll enjoy this, Mike, as well, because it's just one of those movies. If you don't know what you're going into. I think this is what surprised me. I had an inkling of what it was about. I, I'd seen some things that people had said about the movie, and I thought, ah, okay, you know, I'll give it a look. But I enjoyed it a lot more, not knowing the full aspect of the story. And Nicholas Holt's character, what a fucking dick. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yeah, just like... He was such a dick. <laughs> They're like the most pretentious and just like such an asshole. Yeah, but well, it, his was funny. I liked I liked his segment. That was good. Yeah, that was quite funny. That so, Shane, yeah, you you worked in the restaurant business for a while, right? I did. Yeah, so you you got a little bit of an inside take on. It. I one of my buddies uh, who spent years and years. Uh, working in the restaurant industry, I want I want to have him watch this and and get his opinion on it because I think he'd enjoy it as well. Yeah, it was um, <laughs> it wasn't as bad or as severe as uh, this film. It wasn't as bad or as severe um, as it's made out to be. But yeah, there are moments in the restaurant business when you you have injuries and you've you do want to stab customers in the face or if you do want to stab another member of staff in the face you know it does happen um i mean i make no bones about the fact i tried to stab my best friend and my boss Um, i (laughs) I was stopped but um you know it was uh there were drugs and alcohol involved and i was on a come down and they said something that i took out of context and went but um you know, that was. Uh, I'm a good boy now. I am. Uh, I've I've mellowed considerably. Actually, there, there, there is some parts in this that I love probably more than anything in this movie. Was that like after, like when they sort of find out that like oh this is this meal isn't what we thought it was going to be, and it's like things are getting weird. Like, but yeah. seen, but when people keep eating, like that just cracks me up. Yeah. Like, <laughs> It's kind of like they have that feeling where uh, just go with it, you know. Yeah, right. Well, uh, just go with it. We're just gonna keep eating. There's there's one scene where the um, it's a little bit of a spoiler, but it's it's not too bad of one where uh, 
they send out some of the party members. Okay, you need you get a head start and you have to oh, run yeah. and we're gonna capture you. And then at the end they're like <laughs> the reward for the person being captured last was you get this little dessert <laughs> you get to eat. Yeah. <laughs> it's like an egg custard or something. Yeah. Uh, it was so well, funny when that when that happened. I, that that scene actually cracked me up. But it was the, it was where they found the guy that made me <laughs> laugh more than anything. In the way it's shot, just the yeah. hand comes in, yeah, <laughs> yeah, just from the side, and here's your oh. prize. Yeah, oh, it was so good. That's yeah. so funny. But yeah, no, I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna buy the menu when it comes out. Um, because I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I thought it was really funny. Very dark. Yes. Yeah, so that was good. Uh, I actually got off pretty easy on these as I got to watch uh, a Christian Bale movie and an Anya Toy- Taylor Joy movie. So I was, uh, I'm very pleased with the outcome of this, and I'm glad that I didn't have to watch a Neil Marshall film. So yeah, so um, I hope you didn't make too much of a mess then, Ryan, while you were watching. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I was watching it in bed though. So I was thinking, ooh, oh, getting all sexy. Oh yeah. Well, what's funny? Uh, so Elisa was trying to sleep while I'm watching this. Well, while you were jerking off. <laughs> while I was jerking off. And, uh... <laughs> you hit my elbow. <laughs> Stop shaking the bed. So I got up this morning and she's like, oh my God, that movie was so scary. I go, what are you talking about? The The menu? She's like, yeah, it sounded really scary. I'm like, it sounded scary? She goes, well, I wasn't watching it, but I was trying to sleep and I kept hearing it and it sounded scary. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like that's not what it was like at all. It's not like a scary movie. <laughs> <laughs> Thing is, though, the characters in it were really cool. I, I, um, I mean, the characters, the, the chef, and it was just the fact that um, it was like the details, all the little details when they're serving up um, certain dishes and stuff like that with the tacos. Yes, as well. I thought great, that's great seemed... stories on that. Yeah. Yeah, that was really, really cool. So, yeah, I recommend it. That was a good watch. Mm. But let's wrap this up because I have to take a pee and I'm really hungry and I've got to start eating junk food before the Super Bowl <laughs> starts. So. That's fair. I'm not even sure what I'm going to do for my dinner tonight. I don't even know what I want. Oh, I've got some air fryer wings and then the coup de gras Philly cheesesteak sandwiches we're making. <laughs> I had a friend of mine who lives in um, Baltimore um, was telling me that he air fried pizza pockets. Pizza pockets. Yeah, is it the pizza pockets? He put them in the air fryer. Like a pizza and, roll? What's it? Yeah, or like my pizza, pizza rolls. Pocket. It, he did <laughs> pizza rolls, and he said they were amazing in the in the air fryer. Well, listen, also- an air fryer is just a convection oven. That's all it is. Yeah. But he did those, and they, he said they came out really crispy, um, and they were really, really nice. And then he said he put a pizza pocket in, and he said that was absolutely amazing. Yeah, uh, I like it's good for reheating fried things. So if you do like, you know, any any frozen fried food, they, it comes out much like tater tots or uh, right uh, egg rolls or anything like that that you would normally. Instead of baking in the oven, it comes out a little bit better right. in the air fryer. So, what is the difference between a pancake roll and an egg roll? A pancake roll. 
what we call spring rolls in the UK. Okay. Um, I've heard described as an egg roll. And they look exactly the same. Okay, well, what I know, a spring roll is made with uh, rice paper. Right. And, you know, they put whatever goes in it, veggies or meats or whatever, gets rolled up. Sometimes spring rolls are steamed. Ah, Sometimes fried. But for egg rolls, um, I believe they don't use the rice paper. It's a different, it's a wonton wrapper. Okay. Um, which I'm not quite sure of the ingredients, but they take the wonton wrapper and de- whatever you put in it and then deep fry it. And that's an egg roll. Okay. So I learned something new today. Now, I don't know what a pancake roll is. That's something I'm picturing. A, I'm picturing you make a pancake and then put a couple sausage links in it and roll it up and eat it. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard of that. No, that's a sausage roll. That's where they use pastry, wrap sausage meat and stuffing mixed together, wrapped in pastry, in a butter pastry or a short crust pastry, and they bake it, and then you eat it. That's what a sausage roll is. A pancake roll is... Right, a pancake roll, they call is essentially another name for a spring roll. Except they use giant wrappers. So a pancake roll, they are large. They're quite large ones. Like the size of a burrito? Like how big? Yeah, yeah, kind of, yeah. But it's Asian? Yeah. It's like an Asian burrito is what you're saying. Yeah, basically. With bean sprouts. That's fucking awesome. Bean sprouts and vegetables and meat and stuff like that in it. And it's deep fried. Yes, it is. Oh, my God. That sounds amazing. Have I taught you guys something new? (laughs) Yeah, I've never had... like, Like, I'm picturing... A chimichanga, but filled with egg roll internals. Yeah, that's essentially what it is. Oh my god, I'm very excited about that prospect. (laughs) That sounds like that's all the salt in the world you could possibly ingest. See, if you ever come to the UK and you ask for a spring roll, you just get a miniature, like a little thing that's about five inches long, and it's quite a thin, but it's got the same kind of content. Yeah, okay, right. That's That sounds pretty similar to what you get here. Right, where a pancake roll is about seven to eight inches long, and it's oh, quite thick as well, and it's got lots of, it's got all the veggies Jesus. and Slow all down. the meat inside. You're getting people is there, excited. Is there only so much you can take, Ryan? <laughs> all right, you guys are getting me too fired up. I gotta go... Uh... Stuff my body with with rolls. <laughs> One way or another. <laughs> Easy. All right, Easy. Let's, let's wrap this up, fellas. So I want to thank everybody for listening. Thanks to you guys for joining me once again. And if you want to get a hold of the podcast, <laughs> you can reach us at allyouneedisbloodpod at gmail.com. The Facebook group, All You Need Is Blood. If you want to get a hold of me, I am on Instagram, all you need to find on on Facebook and on Twitter at Ryan Tudelo. And I'm also on the upcominghorrormovies.com message board if you want to try to catch me there. Shane? Um, <laughs> you can, <clears throat> in between coughing fits, I don't know where the fuck I came from, um, 
you can find me on Instagram, RoboGinge74, and Dead Self Society on Twitter. You can also find me on the All You Need Is Blood podcast group on Facebook. Um, and that's about it. Hey, Mike. I do the All You Need Is Blood podcast, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, come on, Instagram. He's gone very far away from his mic. Yeah, what what are you doing? I'm stretching. I'm sorry. <laughs> I uh, wonder what the fuck I'm on is going Instagram on. Is my last name Whittemore. Uh, uh, yeah, that's about it. I think. All right, awesome. And uh, if you guys want, make sure you say happy birthday to Mike on all the accounts, no matter when I release this. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna be like a week from now. And, yeah, and, and listen, influx. if you're listening to this like three years after, just wish him a happy birthday anyway. Because <coughs> it'll be 38. Oh my god, gross! I'll be 51. No, I'll be 52 in three years. Yuck! <laughs> I will have passed the half a century milestone. See now that's middle aged. How is that middle aged, motherfucker? I'm Half a century. We're living that's... old. We're living older and older now. Oh, are we? I thought we were dying younger now because, <laughs> at least in America. Well, my cells are <laughs> yeah. dying. Right. My cells are dying right now as I speak. So yeah. Excellent. All right, I'm gonna go accelerate my death with some uh, some fried food. And uh, and stuff while I watch football and drink beer. And try not to think too much about pancake rolls. Pancake rolls, yes. I'm going to keep that in mind. I'm going to look that you're up. Gonna make, you're going to make some, aren't you? Shane, if I had the capability of making Chinese food, do you think I'd be recording this podcast? <laughs> good very good point. Also very valid. I actually made... <laughs> this is so stupid. Uh, I, I leftover fried rice this morning. Um, yeah. And by that, I mean, I took whatever leftovers I had in the fridge. I chopped them up in a pan and, and usually I dump in like rice and then an egg and whatever else I just happen to have. It all goes into a pan and I eat it. Uh, but I didn't have rice. So I had fried quinoa, um, okay. along with leftovers. It was the worst fried rice anyone's ever had. (laughs) It wasn't even rice. (laughs) So it's quinoa for a start, and it's not even it, rice. So, it's not even rice. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so that was so wrong. Take, it, was, <laughs> it was. I couldn't have fucked this up more, Shane. Is what I'm saying. You basically you fucked up your breakfast like a big cum. Yeah, I still yeah, ate it. I mean, it tasted okay, but after watching that like foodie show, I'm like, oh yeah, they <laughs> definitely don't want to bring me on here. <laughs> you, you are definitely not a master chef material. No. <laughs> Neither of I'll talk to you guys later and just say bye for now. Laters. Goodbye. I have to take the biggest shit. (laughs) You should have gone before that. Yeah, I didn't have to go to that. See, that's what, what, why I said in the group chat, should we leave it another 15 minutes? Because I was half expecting you to say <laughs> that you were going for a shit as well, Mike. So we have the trifecta then. Oh, three of us. <laughs> Actually, well, you, you shit on the recording last time, which was funny. Yeah, I was so, about to do it this time, too. We're going we're gonna to have to do one where we're, all of us are taking a shit while we're recording. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the I'll best. I'll get a laptop for that. <laughs>
<laughs> my bathroom is very hollow because I've got a tall ceiling. We're just so going to get you a long, very... a long cord for your microphone, Shane. Yeah. <laughs> I just sit there. I was like, oh, dear, dropped my mic down the toilet. Oh, there you go. There's the splashback. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. I'll catch you later. <laughs> okay, later. I'll see you guys later.